listening to IG lives. <laughs> no, my room primarily. For real? Yeah, yeah. I've done a few here though. <laughs> one or two. I saw the cool table and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this yeah, before. Yeah, I've done one or two here. But those are normally like. You don't do your IG lives anymore. I mean, no. you've gotten used to quarantine so much. I got used to it and then uh, just got banned by a few people. Oh. Not like real life, just. Like keep it. Just a few friends. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. This went from like, ooh, to like, eh, eh, anonymous. One second. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I'm just going to introduce my friend before we start this conversation. His name is Jeremy Mwendwa, aka Jay. <laughs> I've never gotten you like I've never gotten myself to call you Jay, and that's probably because I just met you as Jeremy. But it's cool. Craziest <laughs> thing, I didn't come up with that for myself. Oh really? My mom is one who's been calling me Jay for years actually. Oh. So in this house, everyone calls me Jay. So it's not even some out there type of name. It's actually started in from in house. Okay. And then it kind of just became a thing on its own. So. <laughs> True, I tried, but I was like, it doesn't. No, it no. doesn't come out. <laughs> and it's it like Jeremy is not a short name either. It's not. But it's like really few syllables, I guess. Yeah. Like I was literally able to count them, but no, we're not gonna do that. Anyway, so Jeremy does a lot of creative stuff, mm. but he also has a lot of a big business background. A lot, <laughs> a big. I don't know you. You'll judge for yourself. But um, yeah, again, we just figured out that we've been friends for a decade, which is like. So That's how you know you're getting old. I know. When you can have friends who you're like, yeah, I've known you for 10 years. <laughs> like, what the hell? Let me tell you something funny. <laughs> is I was sitting with my mom. So I was talking to my mom about this project. And she's like, oh, who are you like going to talk to? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, Jeremy. And she's like, oh, which, who's Jeremy? Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, oh, I described it. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember someone like that. I can't remember their face, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how when we met, can mm-hmm. we just even talk about how we met? Because I think it's funny. And people who know us today will be like, really? Uh-huh. That's interesting. Um, so we met. <laughs> we met at a church camp. Yeah. Was it ropes or before that? Huh? Was it ropes or before that? No, it was ropes. You know why okay. I remember that? It's because I never used to go to that church. Yeah. <laughs> but my mom's friend went there. Mm-hmm. So I just finished class eight. My sister had just finished from four. Yeah. So. Anyway, my mom went and talked to her. She signed us up for this camp. Mm-hmm. My sister was going to be like a helper or whatever because yeah, yeah, she was older. Yeah. And ropes camp is essentially what happens. Like when you finish class eight, you go for this church camp. I don't know. Why, I can't remember what ropes stands for. No, I don't remember. But um, yeah, you, it's a church thing. You go for the camp, you know, and do a bunch of stuff. Clearly, I'm not remembering camp, everything. Camp, should, yeah, just camp. Like yeah, it's, it's a camp with like <laughs> church stuff, but also you get to have fun somehow. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's why I met Jeremy. I didn't know anyone when I was coming for this camp, obviously, because I didn't go to the church. So it was it was like, I was so mad at my mom because I'm like, bro, yeah, this like, is social is suicide. Like, yeah. I do not know anybody. Yeah. And she's like, oh, there's this thing on, like, let's say the, ch- the camp was on Monday. Yeah. On Sunday, she's like, just come to this church. Yeah. They're doing a briefing with the people. And she's like, maybe you'll meet some friends. And I was like, yeah, sure thing. I don't yeah. have a choice. You've already paid. So yeah. let's go. And anyway, this is how I ended up going for this camp. Mm-hmm. And somehow we became friends. This there was one like I a came big late group. For. First of all, this, let me, you know what? Yes. So this guy, uh, this will happen. This will happen. <laughs> we all went with like a church bus. Uh, it wasn't like a church bus, but the a church gave us bus, a bus. Yeah. 
And so we've reached there, blah, blah, blah. So now, you, you are known by other people. So I'm just hearing people saying, Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. Anyway, so I don't know who it is, so obviously, listen to said. Then we just see some some car coming in, and this kid is being dropped off, and it was like, I didn't think too much about it. I was like, oh, yeah, someone just came, like, whatever. Then it became beef between you and, like, the coordinators or something, and they just never liked you. And um, Jamie used to be a cool kid, also, that everyone wanted to be friends with. And um, I guess it seemed like it. And it's weird because I don't think we even became friends during the camp. I think it was after. I don't remember clearly. No, we became a cordial during the camp, for sure. Because I remember DLB. Oh, my God. That starts (laughs) as well. That starts as well. Yeah. You know we probably happened? were in the same group or something. It some was. Like that. So what happened is, oh my god, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Again, I didn't have friends. So <laughs> when we got into the bus, like obviously people were sitting with their friends or whatever. Yeah. So I just went and sat, and I was like, you know, whoever sat, sits next to me or whatever, we'll mm-hmm. just talk. And then there was another guy called Anthony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Him. So him, I think he was sitting around there or something. So at least now I had him as a friend, mm-hmm. and th- I can't remember the name of that guy who sat next to me. Anyway, so when it was time to pick ten. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people were picking their friends to be in the same tents mm-hmm. with. Again, I was just like, to be honest, I I just didn't care. I was like, yeah, wherever yeah. I go, I'll just make friends with that person. Mm-hmm. So, DLB picked me. Yeah. But DLB, for context, was like the <laughs> alpha of the whole camp. Yeah. <laughs> so, she was like, you, come to our tent. Quite a dominating so personality. I was like, okay, cool, cool, mm-hmm. I guess. And then that's why I became with friends with like Vicky. I don't know if you remember her. Mm-hmm. But she's actually in Canada right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I follow her, I follow her um, on Instagram. So and I think that's the only person that I, spo- I speak to till today. And Amani, and that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah. Everyone else, I don't know where everyone went to and what they're doing. I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even tell you some of like, the names and everything. But you know that, like uh, that first day, you know sometimes like the teachers or coordinators or whatever, can just pick one person and be annoyed at. <laughs> you, feel like you, you feel like you're special. Like you drove here. Mm-hmm. fucking Ibasha, instead of like but I think I had something to do I was not in town or something and oh. yeah I had traveled or some something like that it had that there's no way I would have made it to the bus in time so, so I had, you to, had be to be dropped, dropped off <laughs> and then someone snitched on me because all you guys got there before and got all your stuff ah, confiscated that remember yeah I kept my phone yes and all other <laughs> manner of illegal <laughs> things and someone snitched. I don't even know who, but it's okay. It is what it is. I forgot about that. I was that given part, some stupid yeah. punishment, I remember. Was it like push ups? I just remember we used nah, to do so many push ups, man. There was some p- big ass metal bin that I had to carry around the camp like a couple times. Dude, I don't remember the name of that co- coordinator, but he there had, was yeah. this one person who yeah. was treating us like we're in a military. That's him. That's him. And, and he personally hated me. He just, I think he could see how I'll, t- I'll turn out, which <laughs> I did. And he just knew that this, mm. this demon over here. But anyway, that was, uh, that's how his introduction. Very yeah, I know. Interesting <laughs> background, church background. And now here we are. Now here we are. Uh, very different people. <laughs> Funny enough, I don't think I've changed much. Um, I think you've evolved. 
evolved, yes. Which yes. is a good thing always. It would be strange if you're the same person. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what happens and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know where some of these people went. It's because when you're evolving, you don't go with everyone. Different as paths, in, you sure. don't always match with people. Yeah. And the reason I remember this whole thing is because my mom mentioned someone that we used to be friends with. Mm. I don't want to say her name here, but have a feeling you know who I'm talking about. Um, just in case you know you listen to this. Anyway, she was just like, oh, do you still talk to Nani? Yeah. And I was like, no. I actually have no idea where they went to because she was like, I don't know, they met somewhere mm. and they started talking or whatever. Anyway, but it was just a reminder for me like, damn, this, when I said this was a big group, mm. it was a big group. It really was. <laughs> it was like 10 people and we used to <laughs> hang out at, I don't even remember what we used to do. When we were teenagers, like, the hangouts were so weird. Like, I remember hanging out at Junction. Now, if you ask me what we were doing, I can't even tell you. I was you. never part of that gang for sure. For things like hanging out in malls. You never went. Eh, nah. me, I was there a few I times. used to see you guys on Sundays primarily. In oh, the beginning. That's, true. that's it. Just Sunday. Also, we used to go to church to hang out. Yeah, just to, to hang out. <laughs> during the service and after Let's a little bit. Let's be honest. Yeah, other than that. And when everyone moved and went where, that's where it all fell apart. Actually, here's a fun fact about that camp. I remember we were brought for gifts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Now at that time I had no interest. I had interest, but like no solid career interest in film. But my gift was actually a video recorder. Really? Yeah. yeah. The old school ones that you put in like tiny cassettes. Do you still have it? I don't have it. <gasps> I lost it in one of the moves. Oh yeah, but that'd be crazy. I'm sure it's somewhere in one of the old houses that are still occupied by relatives. Um, but yeah, I, that was literally my gift for that ropes camp. And at that point, I just used to like filming random things. Yeah. But it was never like a career option in my head. It was more of a hobby. Okay. But now looking back, it was like, I just realized the other day. The seed was, was like, being planted. Definitely. Damn, that's definitely. hella dope. Yeah. That's like full circle. Full circle, exactly. Which goes now to you being a filmmaker, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, you know what? Let's talk about you getting into film because I feel like, <laughs> not I feel like, you did do something else before yeah, yeah. you go back to film. Yeah. How did you even become a filmmaker or a producer rather? So, first uni I went to was Bowling Green State University in Ohio. Wait, let me just throw in a story here uh. real quick. <laughs> so, there's a restaurant mm. in Nairobi near Aga Khan called Bowling Green. Oh. I did not know. Yeah. So <laughs> I was going for a meeting and someone sent me Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, I know this place. This I sounds know this familiar. Place, but I can't picture <laughs> it. And then my sister was like, do you know? Because you were going with my sister. I was like, do you know where it is? I was like, nah. So we, anyway, we took an Uber. Mm-hmm. But until we got there is when I realized mm-hmm. I knew Bowling Green because of you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> so to, I went to Bowling Green State University in Ohio. Uh, very cold place, but very nice. Um, I'll actually say my duration there made me me right now, 100%. So, studying economics, but I always took, each semester, I always took uh, a class to keep me engaged creatively. Just something out of my field to just... So, I studied astronomy. For real? Yeah, advanced astronomy for like two, two, three sems. Damn, so okay. So can discuss twin stars and other things in the sky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just always take random classes. And one semester, I took a film class, uh, influenced by this really hot girl I knew. And she's like, take this class with me. I'm like, cool. So you didn't even go for the class? No, for two reasons. Her and also it was my one creative, random, mm. out of my field class okay. that I did every summer. 
and started watching like a few throwbacks like every intro to film class that exists you have to watch citizen kane you have to watch psycho and all this alfred hitchcock and all this throwback uh, type of films and i just got interested in it and then it I also realized I'm pretty good in it because I've always been writing different things mm. throughout. So I quickly just became good at it or I've always been good at it just never practiced, practiced it. it. Yeah. And yeah, so my my time at BG ended abruptly by my own choice. Um I was like, yeah, I want to come to Kenya and start my own production company. Um essentially based off that and I also just knew a lot of people in Kenya in the industry in different different arts in music and film and whatever but producing now came naturally because of my business background right so it, that mixture of that business background and my writing so I'm now primarily a screenwriter/producer mm, I'm yet to direct but there's a project I am working on in which I'll use as my directing debut. That's so. hella dope. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a friend yesterday and we were just talking about how sometimes when you're introduced as something or when you have a title, mm-hmm. the title is really limiting. Mm-hmm. So, um and I was just kind of explaining to him like how I got to do a bunch of the stuff that I do is cuz I was just put in a situation where I had to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I did it. I was like, "Oh, I can actually really do this thing or I enjoy doing this thing." Yeah. And so that's how it was like, "Oh, I enjoy producing." And that's how I ended up doing events. And I was like, "Oh, but I always wanted to do events, but it was it was so subconscious yeah. that when I was put in that position, I was like, oh yeah, sure, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But I had to do it for my own project, which was hectic mm-hmm. as, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But that project is what, like, because I made so many mistakes, but the show was great. So that, that, that was what sold me to the production mm-hmm. life. I was like, you know what? I went through all this crap and people can't even see it. Yeah. Perfection. And then you just kind of find yourself doing a bunch of different stuff. Mm. And I think it's pretty dope. Um, I listened to this podcast called... It was actually an Afropunk podcast, which is the only Afropunk podcast I've listened to. But it was this lady called Stacey Abrams, who was then vying, I think, for governor seat in, like, Miami or Florida? Well, Florida sure. is in Miami. Okay. I mean, Miami is in, is Florida. in Florida. Yeah somewhere <laughs> i'm not sure which one you know what stacy abrams mm-hmm. and she said like when she was in uni it was so hard for her to do a course because she was so interested in so different things so her argument with her dean was okay do the different stuff mm-hmm. then she went back to the dean and she's like i'm interested in all these things and they actually made a course just for her because she really wanted to do everything but she was saying like she's always wanted to do multiple stuff in life mm-hmm. and so she has this book where she writes down like everything that she wants to do when she figures she wants to do it yeah and then the next thing is pick one and figure out how to get to that point that's which interesting. is i you know what i listened to this podcast once but you know, i was like oh this is pretty good advice again super random i didn't know who stacy abrams mm-hmm. is it was just a random thing that i ran into but i was like this came at the right time because <laughs> yeah. i actually tried to do that and it, it works so no, 100%. testimonial testimonial <laughs> it's the same it's actually very interesting that you brought that up because it, it's a weird life principle i have which is you live once so i want to live multiple lives yeah so really mm. and you know it i've lived my life as a football player already True. yeah i did it in my teens up to early 20s i think i stopped playing at around 21 and i played it up to um, varsity level in the states and played in europe and all this had a lot of fun a lot of experiences and just lived that life okay now cool now i'm living my film life 
I don't plan to do forever. Mm. I plan to do it for a solid amount of years and move on to the next thing. Doesn't mean I'll stop it altogether. I'll yeah. just like uh, maybe move from 100% to like 60 and start exploring something else in which I'm a beginner. I am not knowledgeable in and then I like grow into it as much as possible mm. and then do it another thing again. I don't need to drop them. I'll just keep adding, keep adding to them. Just living multiple lives because I don't know. I don't feel like doing one thing forever. Yeah, I think that's hella dope too because we're not we're multifaceted beings mm-hmm. and that's what I think for a long time it was more like and I see this a lot with our parents is you know you had to pick a path and you follow that and path for the rest it. of your life. That <laughs> it's like, bro, this is that, boring. That concept is insane because you literally have to make that choice at what eighteen. That and concept the, the is only, mad. The only background you have is high school education. Yeah. Which is like... Parts of a leaf. Ridiculous when you leave. Because even when you go to uni... You know this thing, actually... Here's the thing that I didn't like. And obviously, going to uni made me realize mm-hmm. that is... They tell you, oh, you know, this is the foundation of uni. You go to mm-hmm. uni, you start from scratch. Like, you literally start from zero. Yeah. And you realize you didn't know much. Obviously, yeah. some information is helpful. Mm-hmm. But knowledge is not just through educate like through mm. an educational system mm. is what I try and tell people because I had like my mom's friend her kid wants to do music like okay. she wants to be a singer and she's an incredible singer mm-hmm. but her mom her parents gave her an ultimatum which is like the usual if you want to do music <laughs> you have to go to school mm. so she did all these things and dropped out of all of them because she was not interested in them yeah. anyway so somehow her mom was like oh Daisy can talk to her I've never even met I had never met any of these people but my mom now approached me and mm. I was just like, okay, fine, sure. Let's, I'll hear her up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because she's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's just not interested in it. And so I was telling my mom, like, she just wants to do music. So mm. just let her do music. My parents are like, yeah, but can she go to school and study production? Mm. I'm like, that's not her interest. Her interest is in performing mm-hmm. and writing music. Mm-hmm. And you do not need to be in school and do that like you don't need a qualification mm-hmm. it's like they need to see a certificate so that they can be like yeah. even if you're a musician you have a certificate for being <laughs> a musician and it, the world doesn't work like that no it's it's for lack of better words it's stupid um especially if you know what you want to do i i think and how i move is that let me make my choices and and take credit for my success and take responsibility for my failure so I'll, I'll chop that up and <laughs> enjoy that quote. <laughs> so as a parent, your job is to get, get me to a certain stage, right? But you're no longer responsible for my success or failure. All you have to do is give me the tools and the thinking capacity to make my own choices. Now, the success or failure of my choices, that's no longer in your hands. It's on you. So if, it, if it's your ego that's fragile or you don't want to have uh, a failed... A failed child or whatever, and you're trying to curate their life for them. You know, you're just gonna create resentment at the end of the day. Yeah. Even for us, don't do things just because your parents want you to do it, because you'll end up hating them in the long run. And yourself too. And yourself. And then you'll be like, oh, I wasted my time. Yeah. And I understand it's not that easy to also like. I had a friend who was also studying something that she didn't want to. Um, back in Australia mm-hmm. I kept telling her like bro just switch they're not here yeah. just switch yeah. she's like you know you know, they pay fees and yeah. they ask for a report I'm like listen you're in Australia before they come to Australia yeah. and leave you'll just say yes they leave 
you continue. Um, and anyway, she ended up finishing the degree, which she didn't want. Mm-hmm. But she was, in hindsight, she was like, yeah, of course, I've learned stuff that I'll use, whatever, whatever. And she was saying she just lost interest in between. Mm-hmm. But also a part of her was just settling because that's the cards she's been dealt. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of us are threatened by things like, oh, if you decide to do this, I'll not pay your school fees. Mm-hmm. Like, these are real threats. Um, and I see how some people just end up doing it. But it's like sometimes the parents will never see the bigger picture because I was listening to this podcast and they were saying when you're creative your parents particularly I think it's for everyone it's not necessarily African parents but mm-hmm. mainly we are living in a system where you have to know somebody for something Yeah, they do not know these creative people Yeah, but if you ask them for a doctor an engineer or whatever they whatever, they'll be like oh yeah nani nani mm-hmm. and for them thi- part of this networking was so that when my kids get to the point where they need a job or they need whatever they know everybody mm-hmm. so now when i'm telling them bro i'm just i just want to be an audio engineer mm-hmm. they're like huh <laughs> they don't know what is that anyone in that and field. they don't know where how to help you and you can see it sometimes because like uh, i guess i was lucky like my mom was supportive but even then you know i had to really explain mm-hmm. multiple times what is it i'm going to do whatever but it's reached a point where she doesn't fully understand but she'll be like okay what do i need to do to help you so like now obviously she knows we're out of jobs because we're creative mm-hmm. but she's like do you need anything like she doesn't know yeah. how to help yeah. which is okay but there's also it's what you're saying there's that freedom for like it was your choice mm-hmm. we've supported that choice so whatever you choose to do mm-hmm. is up to you yeah, yeah and where we come in is to help you yeah. but also not all the time yeah. <laughs> and do whatever you want to do with that opportunity because it's your life i remember when i finished uni hey my mom called me and she's like now you're done uh, yeah, now you're making decisions for yourself. Everything is for yourself. Like, you don't have to think about me and whatever. It's all on you. It, it's just something so simple. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was like, fuck, I am an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, now, if I... Like, it was just so surreal because I was doing adult stuff, like mm-hmm. paying rent and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just hit me, even now, like, every decision I'm making is for me. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize that you are the you are your last line of defense like there's no fallback you are the fallback mm. so your choices if you mess up it's you um you could always uh, like go back like let's say to your parents house or whatever but every passing year you move farther and farther mm. away from backup plans Wow, 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 please repeat. <laughs> like just, just say, say every it again. Yeah, you move <laughs> farther and farther away from backup plans. And your choices reflect. Like, think about it this way. We're at an age where if you get a kid, it's not, it's not, it's not a surprise. No one is ever going to look at you badly. Yeah. Y- you see, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's ever going to look at you like two ways about it. Um, True. Because sometimes we move and think as if we're still like, you know, late teens or early 20s were like no each year it's like next year i'm gonna be 25 it's like Damn, insane it's a quarter of <laughs> that's a quarter if you're lucky if you reach 100 Damn. you're at a quarter which is not everyone so yeah that's true <laughs> we already passed the quarter moving forward um <laughs> and then you can put it this way like six years to 30 all right uh as we speak so a month passes where we slack and have fun that's fine that's cool but just know 
time is running out. Yo, ever since you turned 18, how quickly have your birthdays been bro, coming bro, up? Bro, bro, bro. You know, I I was trying to remember like I went to Australia when I was 19. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you know, I remember First, I have a lot of older friends but sometimes they don't know how young I am. They just assume I'm that yeah, age. Yeah. But also I just didn't think they were as old as they were. Yeah. Since those times you get invited to like someone's party or whatever yeah. and they're like 30 I'm like yeah, what? what? <laughs> Yo, 30? Like really? Ha. Ha. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. But that's something I've also noticed is like you know the way age moves here and the way age moves there is so different okay. and that and now i understand that pressure that we have here mm-hmm. because the environment is so different i was in the same class with like 30 year olds mm-hmm. at least for one semester before they quit mm-hmm. but you know because there's that freedom mm-hmm. for oh you can just always go back to school yeah. and for them they were not not all of them are starting some of them were developing mm-hmm. their skills they have that luxury to do all that stuff yeah bro the reality is different here like and it's not necessarily at the, the way the timeline has been set for mm. you it's even if you have a 9 to 5 unless you're doing evening classes yeah. and if you're 30 um let's assume you have a kid that makes everything hella complicated yeah. and you know of course some of these things are inherited in our culture as well like work culture but also like traditions and mm. stuff that's why mm. new 30 they're like oh yeah you're still not married as you know any yeah. yeah, 30 is the landmark yeah. <laughs> it's 30. what is used to determine like is a crazy are you are you it's like oh unajua uko 28 yeah. as in you're, they start warning you early yeah. they're like hiya 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 that thing if you can like allah 30 so so when you start going over 30 it's like it's Yeah. I guess it's the odds because at the end of the day it's like Caroline Mutoku has a YouTube channel, right? But this wasn't even on her channel. She was speaking on a forum called Syntonomy. Uh and That's actually pretty good for um like I've listened to a few of the stuff in. You def- it's it's really solid. And uh she said that women normally are told about this biological clock. So with kids and marriage and all this stuff, right? Mm. So by 30, 35 things are thick. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. It's like with men, we have a financial clock. Mm. And that clock is definitely 30. So it doesn't mean you should be all sorted and boiling by 30. It means all your foundations and the runway should be clear by 30. You shouldn't still be fumbling around trying to wait for that one gig, that one <laughs> big deal. Like the steps should be clear. Yeah. Cuz the odds of you like getting things proper after that is really really low because think already right now we have younger guys who are like 19 20 up on our heels yeah doing the stuff we're doing in a very even better, cre- even better in a very creative fresh they have all this energy they have all these ideas the ones are going to be employed so why like what do you think you're going to get past that age mm-hmm. especially as a man Because, yeah, there's very few situations in which uh, I'm going to marry a rich woman who's going to sort my life out. Eh, hey. <laughs> 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 all the, first of all, rich people, I think at this point, uh, you know, 30, I don't even know. But actually, talking about even richness and stuff, like yeah. I've noticed a lot of people within this age group of ours mm-hmm. are also just waiting to inherit stuff. Yeah, are as they? in Kunawa Tutu, like they're working. But they're not working. They're just attending. They're just present. Yeah. But in their heads, they've already started calculating for themselves. And I'm just always I'm like, and you can, and it's not like they say it openly. You can just see from the conversations you're having, yeah. they've planned for things that are not theirs. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, 
this is not nothing here is yours yeah also you don't know about the loans or you don't know about what you property don't know belongs. if you are in the will you don't hey you'll be surprised uh, yeah. <laughs> i know someone who before he died his will mm. he made everything that he was going to leave to his children assets and mm. there were assets that can't make their money they have to put in effort to make mm. those assets make mon- like make money yeah. so because he said all of this i have worked for mm-hmm. you work for your own yeah, yeah. and i think a lot of us who are born into privilege mm. um don't understand that working stuff like i i don't know if it it's obviously sometimes it comes from how you raise and mm. things you're exposed to but i've seen hey i've seen so much laxity as in people have just enjoyed life yeah. and i'm like bro these days getting sick like can take away everything you own instantly if i was to get sick right now i am dependent fully on my parents yeah. because i can't even afford to yeah. like take me through hospital yeah. by my own money yeah. you know and i think it's a bit reckless also to do that stuff because you're just expecting i don't know it's it's just a bit weird and i think sometimes you need to call out people because your circle the way people yeah. are thinking around you is how you will end up thinking subconsciously yeah. or they influence at least how you think so if you're being limited by the people around you there is a big problem i'm glad i learned that lesson a long time ago because my circle now is everyone does everyone is on their own game agreed uh, i don't know every, your full circle but the people i've met everyone is like, on their own game so <laughs> <laughs> everyone is on their own game uh, it's something I, i picked up and established uh, and acted on very quickly I guess it's also I'm not scared to cut ties. Oh yeah, true. Um if you know and it's never personal and I won't even have a big breakup conversation. I'll just dip. Yeah. I feel you. If the work if we just turn up every day. You know there's two types of people. There's someone you'll even sit down and have a drink with and the ideas and conversations that you'll have are so different from someone else who you'll sit down and have the same drink with. And If I don't feel like you gain anything from me and I don't gain anything from you then why are we friends? Again, this it's so simple but I just feel like a lot of people just need to hear it the way you've said like it. Like why why are we friends? It's like literally right now like we're friends and we've come in we're doing your podcast. That's interesting. That's like we're producing something. Two seconds into you, you reaching out like oh yeah there's this thing I'm doing next week <laughs> and I might need this and this and like it's a good contact and connect for you even to just mm. be around it's like pull through instantly gaining a step forward yeah in life it's not just okay every time it's like okay we turn up we turn up we turn up with no steps forward yeah it's like you guys are wasting each other's time bro each other's time it's not yeah. the other person Sorry. it's both it's of both you both of you eh uh, let me tell you something interesting i don't think i've even ever told you this uh-huh. but i love forget this when that time when you came back to kenya mm-hmm. and then I think it was the same it was the same year I was going to Australia mm. but you came back like during summer so it was about July mm. and we went to Moranga and then we came back yeah. but then we went to uh Windsor into mm. Zimbabwe I don't know if I should mention that people's name and there's two other people mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway but then in that conversation you were like oh so we just share each other's I think you said two year goals mm. it was some I can't remember the exact amount Duration, of years yeah but it was like yeah let's just share like what our plans are mm-hmm. You know I would not even like to you before that no I've never sat in a friend group or in like hang out or whatever mm. and we had that kind of conversation mm. so I was like what <laughs> <laughs> and I was so like yours last cuz yeah. 
the fact that I'd never like I thought about it but I'd never thought about it that way mm-hmm. and because it's not a conversation I'm consistently having with people mm-hmm. I'm not actively thinking about it but anyway we went around and people shared what they wanted to do mm-hmm. and I remember as you made a joke at the end you're like bro we could even start a company like you you're doing mm-hmm. audio stuff you're a musician and mm-hmm. there's a lawyer and it was something like that mm-hmm. and then like two years later like really became really mm-hmm. and I was like Dude, this is what he said he wanted to yeah, do, yeah. you know? And I think I even messaged him and I was like, "Bro, I don't think you remember this." blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh my god." Anyway, but um and you came back and you said your production company mm-hmm. and it was like, "Whoa, we are actually doing the things yeah. that we wanted to do." Yeah. But for me, I took that conversation and took it to my other friend group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so before I went to Australia, I was like, "Yeah, you know, when I was with my friends, mm-hmm. they said this, blah blah blah." And it was something that I learned from you, and I thought it would be helpful to give to someone else so they can continue with it yeah. forever. And I still check up on, you know, my peoples and even if it's not actively being like, "Yo, did you do this?" Yeah. you can see when someone's striving towards that. Yeah. And it's just also that accountability for, "Yo, you wanted to do that thing like where you are yeah, yeah. with that thing." Or if you can collaborate like you were saying, that gig you're doing mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, this could work out for blah blah." You reach out mm-hmm. to blah blah and you're like, "Yo, so you pull up for this." Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's one thing I really learned from you. I took it to even Australia, man. I was like, yeah, my friend drive me to <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. It wasn't even planned. That's like something random. I definitely don't even remember that conversation. But I remember having such conversations uh, several times. Even with some of those people. Uh, if it wasn't for a few personal like fallouts or personal issues, there's a lot of things like even buying an apartment and renting it out. Mm. and and getting money on a rotation basis in terms of the rent and stuff like that. Yeah. So there are pretty l- many like high level ideas and all that. Um some didn't happen because they're not because they were bad ideas just because of the stages in life. You know also between 18, 19 to 24, 25 a lot of changes happen. Yeah, a lot. Location, mentality, life happens. Mm. So but at the same time you have to have that. If your friends can offer you that and more importantly, if you can't offer your friends that, then what's up? Yeah. What's the trade-off? Like, you know, it's all to give and take. Yeah. So if you're just there learning every day, then you're like an apprentice. We're not friends. Like, if you're not giving me anything. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's just one way. Yeah, so... And sometimes, like, you learn from even watching people. Mm. And that's what I was saying about energy. Like, I remember there was a point in uni where I was so unproductive. Like, and I could, I wanted to do more, but I just couldn't. Mm. You open something, you take two hours, something that took you an hour, Mm. you get distracted. But, like, I had these friends who, as in their work ethic is ridiculous. Mm. So, and they were always, they were musicians, so they were always in studio. So, sometimes I'd go to the studio and I'd literally feed off that energy and yeah, then go back and do what I was doing. Exactly. But it's like, we didn't have a conversation about it, like nothing, but it's just the energy that's in that space mm-hmm. that activates you to do whatever you needed to do. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, I look at some people, like I was talking to someone, my mom always tells me like, oh my God, Daisy, you know so many people. Mm. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I did, it's true. I didn't know many people and they were not necessarily friends. Like mm-hmm. not everyone has to be a friend. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know them. But it was, I tried to think about the reasons I knew certain people. You know, even some people you don't remember why. And it's like, oh, I I have no idea. Yeah. Or 
some people you're friends with, quote unquote friends, mm-hmm. and sometimes you are actually friends, but you outgrow each other. So mm-hmm. you get to that point, like what you're saying, you cut off people, mm-hmm. and it's like we just don't vibe like that, yeah. or we're not we're not on the same page. Like mm-hmm. you need to go do your thing, I need to go do my thing, and maybe eventually we'll be like, oh my god, look at us, we're here t- again together or something, and that's necessary, <laughs> and I feel like that's lacking mm-hmm. a lot. But yeah, that that five year thing or <laughs> two year thing or whatever. Hey, that thing really just me. How do you find the balance though? Like the balance has been I occasionally always have to remind myself like when the pressure is getting a lot and I'm being hard on myself I'm like, "Bro, you you 23. Chill." Uh, you know, like occasionally you have to remind yourself like, "Okay, yeah. you're not supposed to be wearing Buffett right now. You're not going to make all the smart choices. You're going to do some dumb things from time to time. Uh, be young as well, like be spontaneous. Spend some money that you're not supposed to spend but don't like don't make it a habit you know like yeah quick if you, if you can travel travel have your fun like mm. do the things that you're supposed to do at this age also don't forget don't live like a 40 year old now fully your 20s are gonna go True. and they'll never come back never so you'll have a time to be 30 and live accordingly and you'll have a time to be 40 and live accordingly so it's just a balance of like mixing like the knowledge and wisdom that you should apply so that you don't mess up your 30s and 40s set a stable enough foundation but leave this decade with some memories too like it's a good balance like (laughs) that's important and i think for me it got to a point where (laughs) i had i didn't know how to balance Mm. like i in 2017 which is like my newer newer days Mm. into australia Mm. it was just either i just used to focus on one thing Mm. i didn't it's not multitasking it's just there was no balance Mm -hmm. where it's like oh i have friends on this side but like those friends suffer and then it was just a confused year Mm -hmm. and i think for me the best thing that happened was to actually move to australia Mm -hmm. because that's where i got to know myself because you know i noticed like there was so many projections of me by other people that i internalized and so i just started living with that mentality but it always felt like off but even then i didn't know that because i didn't have the space to figure that out for myself and um even with my family to some extent and it was a thing for i really hate it when people compare people especially when they're using me as a comparison (laughs) i'm just like don't do it it's actually but it's it's actually bad because everybody has their own journey Mm -hmm. like and it, it used to be this thing for like oh my god she's so smart like be like yeah you know and i'm just like <laughs> yeah it's not it, it, it doesn't benefit anybody but also because of that there were so many expectations of people on me especially when i left but after i left i was like i'm here alone mm-hmm. nobody's looking over my shoulder mm-hmm. so and also i was just forced into that growth because you know you're in situations where you have to think about what you're doing mm-hmm. you know you abuse things you stop abusing them mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like oh shit <laughs> that's harmful probably don't do that Been or there. this is a habit mm-hmm. don't you know and having people also who are honest and will be like yo what are you doing you know and we need to normalize that as friends mm-hmm. city ah, let them do their thing you let them do their thing and you're seeing them like literally going through mm-hmm. the dumps and they're just they're like, ah, they'll find themselves. Sometimes yeah. you need to know when to like yeah. go and collect someone. And it doesn't need to be like forceful or unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. It could just be like, yo, are you okay? Because a lot of times 
all these things are masking behind stuff that people do not even know is going on. Mm-hmm. I think the emotional intelligence there should be A1 because 100%. And people just don't see it in the forms that they're in, right? Not everyone who's like going through something is just going to be like openly sad. They'll show it in a different way. Mm. Um, and you have to be observant enough to see like, all right, cool. There's there's like there's a few like like let's say these turned up lives. A lot of them were just for fun. Some of them is because I was in a horrible headspace and I just needed a distraction. Mm. But oh, yeah. can anyone notice? Definitely not. Because it's like us. Ah, if we just always turn up together. Yeah, yeah. True. And that's actually what happened to me too. Mm-hmm. It was like like I I never used to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I I actually stopped drinking alcohol. I think after that July. <laughs> <laughs> Which July is this? And then I didn't drink alcohol till 2018. Okay. Sometimes mine came to Australia, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> and it's the thing with habit. It's like, oh, I just, I, I don't even remember how it happened. I just remember seeping back into like, and drinking alcohol is fine. Mm-hmm. But then it became abuse when I drank a whole wine bottle alone. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the hell are you doing? You know, as in, it's those habits that you're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you can drink. But yeah. it's like, how? How? Yeah. And it wasn't a tea for enjoyment or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was because of whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was lucky. I don't know if it's luck or whatever. But I was able to identify, like, mm-hmm. this is a problem. Like, mm-hmm. if this is happening, you need to stop. And I was able to stop. But other people don't have that stop button mm-hmm. and it's what you're saying my friends didn't even know like i'm abusing this shit mm-hmm. they just thought ah, she's having a good time because yeah. they even give you more and it's like damn and i had to distance myself from a lot of these people yeah. and then later on you know they're probably asking like oh my god what happened to this? as in it's an afterthought mm-hmm. they're like but mm-hmm. they're yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's not so apparent but it's also because a lot of my friends are male like mm-hmm. even in australia but every time we're in those spaces, like when someone tries to bring to some deep conversation, mm-hmm. eh, 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 overtaken. Mm-hmm. And you know, one time I was like, no, continue. Yeah. And it's because, I don't know, there's that uncomfortability in those um, mainly masculine spaces. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they feel emasculate. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not a good thing. But. <clears throat> Yeah, unless I, I said it, like, I don't know, it was just so weird to me. And I even asked them, I'm like, Kwani, we can't talk about this. We just have to talk about mm-hmm. something else. But it's because it's not normalized. So mm. they're not used to having those conversations. Yeah. When someone brings them up, they don't know how to handle those yeah. conversations. No, for sure. And they're like, oh, shit, um, let's talk about football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, or, yeah, it was just always so weird. And I was asking my friends, like, do you guys ever, like, confide in each other? Because what used to happen is... We're in the same friend group, but Jeremy mm-hmm. is coming to talk to me, Kando. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Males why are all of you coming to me? And I understand that approachability, like with females, is maybe easier, whatever. But I was just like, bro, you guys <laughs> are all having problems, and you need to create mm-hmm. a space where you're able to talk about it as friends yeah. and help each other. Also, there's stuff like I didn't know. I was like, bro, I. But naturally, <laughs> women are naturals, right? So it's always hundred percent. Even me with my guys, like we may occasionally share some things, but like it's never too like 
Yeah, it's just like, it's like a, a it's like a head nod. Are you good? Yeah, yeah. All right, just take a shot. You know, like mm. it's uh, at that level. Even if you speak, it's gonna be like at a surface level, because I guess naturally you're gonna open up more to a woman um, about things uh, of any nature. Just I think it's just biologically like that. Even when I told you that uh, I was, I don't even know when this is gonna air, but. When I was banned, when I say I was banned, it's just like, okay, uh, a lady who have interest in each other was like, uh, <laughs> someone I'm seeing uh, was interested, was the one who called and checked up and he's like, nah, um, lay off it a little bit, you know? And it's like, okay. That's what I, I didn't say I'm banned, I really mean I'm banned. Mm. Like, okay. she, she's got a trip. Uh, Unless I like do it with her or something. Um, so I think it's just always that. It's always, I don't know if it's intuition or whatever. I guess it depends on the situation. Depends on the situation <laughs> and how well someone Because some situations you. it's like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Control, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Control, maybe, yeah. Come down, come slow, come slow. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so I don't know, but that's a good point. Like with guys, we don't really confide in each other like that. I feel like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be confiding in each other. Sometimes it's just having general conversation. Yeah. You know, like about other stuff. For yeah. example, it's like my other friend group that um, I took this idea to, we're all females. Mm. And there was a time, man, it was like Rumamonga place. As mm. in, every, we'd go for lunch. The conversation was that. And my turning point, like I just always hated it. Like I, you know, when you go with people and you're like, oh, coming to get out as in it's stuff like that and you know i'll casually point it out but they're like ha 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 and then they continue mm. so i just used to get so drained because i'm like man when i'm hanging out with other friends especially dudes like this doesn't happen like we talk about other yeah. stuff and so what happened we went to moranga and came back but you know during that trip um i noticed afterwards and i was saying this to my other friend mm-hmm. uh who's in that friend group mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like bro we never remember even one day and mm-hmm. we were together for three days oh yeah and we never lacked anything to, to talk, talk about. about yeah it wasn't business ideas yeah it wasn't like yeah it wasn't anything serious yeah. but it was never like about somebody else mm-hmm. or about blah never. blah blah there's so much to life yeah. than that. And I was like, bro, I enjoyed that, like, fully. I was like, I don't want to be here and whatever. Anyway, Romanga, Romanga. One mm. day in the group chat, I was just like, yo, you need to stop. Yeah. And I gave them like a lecture. Back they were like, I yeah, that's true. I'm like, bro, you just need me to be a bit more harsh. But, you know, I needed to do that for them to be like, damn true and now it doesn't happen like mm. you don't have to stop being mm. their friends you know but it's now a different conversation and yeah. these days also we are growing so you know it's more yeah. like oh what can we do together and mm. there's different stages of growth and sometimes some of us get there before others yeah but we need to accommodate for other people who are not necessarily at the same place and vice versa like you know those people who are always like oh my god they've changed it's like you're supposed to change <laughs> what were you expecting man and then it's al- it's always coming from a place for you've changed but we don't want to accommodate room for mm-hmm. your growth mm-hmm. so you figure out they just want you to be that person that you are whatever mm-hmm. and uh, at whatever time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> snapping now I agree with that and you always need the brutally honest person in every friend group <laughs> who's just gonna <laughs> s- say things as they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
does it unfiltered and it's it's quite necessary but at the same time the whole growth thing here's the weirdest advice don't take friendships too personally mm. it's not life or death true like life really moves on even if if you grow apart you don't don't make friendships so high maintenance you have to talk all the time meet mm. up all the time oh, yeah. be in group chats and always contribute and whatever it's like i should be in a position where i can leave and go to south africa for 5 years and when i come back we can still link and catch up on the new level and headspace that we're at yeah without ever having spoken more than once a month or even twice a year i don't even know how many times we spoke when you in australia <laughs> True, 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 true. But even the few times when we spoke, it was just it's like, what's that? Like it was never like weird. No, nah, never. Agreed. It's instantly like so. Let's stop taking them so personally and putting so many emotions. Like this is not your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife. It's it's a friend. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Your wife, hey. Like, calm down. Like surely. True, I agree with that. And I think also, like this is, I don't really have best friends, but mm. I have friends who are really close to me. Okay. And I, I choose, I actively choose not to use the term best friend because mm. it comes with so many like strings attached. Yeah, which have been created by other people. It's like yeah. it's not me and you, my best friend, mm. deciding what these expectations mm-hmm. quote unquote are. And I used to see it like. You, I don't know. It's just a really weird concept to me, where it's like, oh, okay, cool. So, just because I'm your best friend, I'm meant to plan these things for you, and you know, all these things that are laid out, but it's not by you. And I think in whatever relationship you're in, whether it's a friendship, a romantic one, or whatever, you and the other people involved in that relationship need to figure out how your relationship works. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people I can be arrested today, <laughs> and I'm like, if I call this person. even if they don't know how to help me at least they make an effort to figure out how to help me you know i'm not expecting you to like bail me out but you will give me some sort of guidance mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. or if i'm in a situation that's really tricky even if we haven't spoken in four mm-hmm. months if i call you it's not coming from a place of i don't know oh my god now you're calling me because you need something it's not a need situation mm-hmm. it's because the the foundation of that friendship oh, yeah. or that relationship is strong enough for you to mm-hmm. see the situation i mean mm. and also good ones you yeah. know the simple who you haven't spoken to in years alafu unaskia oh baby shower you're like oh uh-huh yeah but then the people you there's no relation like at all yeah <laughs> not trust like you remember with the the incidents the other day uh normally i've been I, i've been in a position of comfort or privilege for much of my older life kind of didn't I didn't wasn't born into it. Mm. I grew into it. Well, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> so the last few years I've been have don't think I've been in a position where I've had to call anyone for anything at all mm. until recently with the whole incident that yeah. I hit you up with. That was a bit messed up. And in that quick situation is like, oh, it didn't matter who responded or not. It's how they responded. took a mental mental yeah. note had nothing to do with response how much none of that it was how it was like mm. handled or delivered and it trust i took mental notes uh of that duration and some people have been adjusted accordingly and cuz you just look back and you're like okay 
what I'm asking for is something we have spent over the lunch and dinner and drinks mm. on me several times with no and it's not even about how much it's just about like how the situation is being handled yeah and you only tell you can only tell those situations once they happen you can never forecast yeah you can true. think you're cool with someone until that day you need to bury your mom and you have to travel to shags couple kilometers hundreds of kilometers away and stay in a less than comfortable situation and deal with the relatives you've never seen and all, all that process is like okay how many of you quote unquote best friends will pull through for that yeah like this whole best friend thing is simply the person who you're spending the most amount of time with in this part of your life that's what a best friend is Bro, and this I learned from my mom actually from Kitambo. It was just one's for there's some people who like you it's what you said before, don't take friendships personally. Yeah. Only that you phrase it in different words. Mm. Where it's like what you just said, it's not what you're doing, it's how you handle mm. how you're handling the situation. Mm. And if you're really somebody's friend, like you don't always even when it comes to emotional support and stuff like maybe you have your person who you always go to mm. but maybe that day they're just not in that place mm. and you need to be able to understand like yo they just can't be there for you like mm. that and not taking it personally as well but eh that's <laughs> that's 100% and it comes and it boils down to also stuff that you're doing like i was talking to a friend yesterday and we were saying like support is not always money mm. and especially yeah. when it comes to creative stuff I know people are like, oh, I couldn't come for your show or whatever. I remember when I started this podcast. Man, it's like people used to fear <laughs> if they're not listening to it. Mm. Not everybody will listen to a podcast. Yeah, I yeah. know that. And not all my friends listen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, support comes. You can listen. You can share it with your friend. You can like It comes in so many different avenues. Mm. And it doesn't always equate money or mm. follows or, mm. I don't know, all this other stuff mm. that's so material yeah. support could be like yo do you have a ride to the studio mm. oh damn Tokyo <laughs> or like you know here's some food because mm. you're in the studio late or yeah I'll pay your ticket mm. for your show or whatever and but it's not guests. black and white yeah. so hey I used to meet people that are like oh my god I've been meaning to listen I'm like you you really don't have you to. don't have to you know you don't have to first of all you don't have to explain yourself yeah. to me. like it's not like i'm there sitting i'm like who has who listened has who has <laughs> it's not for everybody that? and like yeah. but on the other hand i've had friends who who said like one particular friend was like oh my god there's this episode my friend was going through this thing and i thought it would help her so i sent it to them and for me that's more than enough mm-hmm. i'm like what i was able to help somebody yeah. cool, 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 cool. and yeah a lot of stuff i guess it's capitalism as well and like society and it's just trivialized everything to this is the way this is not it's like no relationships are different at the end of the day yeah, <laughs> it's just that i i don't take you personally with all these things uh like like your stuff it's like i'd share it and whoever wants to watch it will watch it if exactly. they don't watch it as i like, cool um and my end the stuff i do I, i actually don't expect anything from anyone i that's actually a good way to think about <laughs> a lot of things yeah no expectations no if expectations. it happens it's like oh cool it happens but here's the crazy part this is how you know who's your friend right who is going to be uncomfortable with your success and i don't mean jealous and i mean who's going to feel some type of way trying to approach you once you're big i'd uh, give you an example of like someone like i'm very 
very popular now doing his thing and whatever and no stage I've ever just seen him as the musician mm. we've helped each other from like day one so but now the people who were with him earlier on who have to approach him like a fan right I see what you mean they're not envious or anything but you really didn't help or contribute or even just stay there as a friend even outside of the success or outside of the business so But now you're even uncomfortable you're like i know him that's all you can do <laughs> is uh, I, know i know him or i know her oh my god that's true and that happens a lot yeah and if you were to like meet each other somewhere like with your friends would you be comfortable to go there or and hala and sit down really have anything to speak about and do whatever so as i do my things i'm just doing my things and they will pop off and when they do people who should be comfortable with me will be comfortable with me and if you feel uncomfortable that day that's on you there's something that you feel like you should have done that's a you never problem did. that's a you problem uh, <laughs> it continues to be a you problem yeah but yeah, it's just who's going to be comfortable with you after you pop off and i think this is one thing that you do really well also is you're very you share a lot and sharing in the sense that If you think something's going to be t- benefit someone, you will include that person mm. if that, you know, when that person comes to mind or whatever. Mm. And that's a problem in this creative industry and not just here, I think in general. Mm. Is sometimes people just assume that if there's so many of us, we want to get this opportunity. Scarcity mentality. Scarcity mentality. Yeah. But everybody who like is successful has had to work with people to get there. And it's Again, I do not understand it. I see where it's coming from. I do not understand it. But it's it's ridiculous because again, when you get to that point, some people will come back and be like, "Oh, now they want to feed off of your success." Mm-hmm. They they weren't so mm-hmm. to the dream and being so to the dream necessarily being like they just didn't mm-hmm. see it materializing for them. It wasn't even about you. Mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it's more about them. And my friend always said, "Sometimes you you we saw an idea there's someone who will be like oh yeah i see what you're doing mm. but i'm not in a position to get on board mm. studying in chapel someone else will see it and be like oh that's interesting not interested mm. and uh, some will be like oh yeah that's interesting um how can i help mm. so and you know all those responses are fine yeah, okay. because every, no one is bound to do what you want just because mm. you ask them mm-hmm. But it's just again how you do it. How <laughs> it matters. It's how you do it. Yeah. And eventually when you get to a point where you're able to work with some of these people, then they can come on board mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh yeah, so now I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I can chip in or not yeah. or whatever." Yeah. And life moves on and things happen. Especially if the ventures are big. You know, a hypothetical. Let's say there's now like Netflix East Africa, right? So let's say I write a script, you sound engineer and design. Um, we use various music for uh, the soundtrack. You have a few of our active friends and whatever. Just putting people in different positions, right? You're able to all like eat uh, from the same plate. If you make it big by yourself, what's the fun in it? Oh, it's lonely. <laughs> like, what's the fun in it? Or you, you're going to have to start making fresh friends from that bracket now. Um, if i present an opportunity to someone or someone presents an opportunity to me and i don't take it or they don't take it that's a different case but at least it was there yeah at least it was mentioned and then after that it's no longer on you 
it's those choices you're talking about it's before. It's those choices. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That whole Bandersnatch mentality. You've watched Bandersnatch, right? Eh, that film was crazy. That's how so I believe well done, life though. goes. Yeah, that's how I believe life goes. Life is simply a series of choices that you make every damn second. True. And the I outcome will change based on based on that. And I think some like life also has been planned mm-hmm. you just don't know what the plan is mm-hmm. and then there's those choices mm-hmm. where it will lead you to a specific point mm-hmm. but you might go a longer or shorter route or whatever mm-hmm. this route has just dogs mm-hmm. and, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you get there it's like oh okay and i think even like this last few months like it was just like i was saying before like i was like oh yeah one month i'm home whatever you know one month in asia second month you're like okay mm-hmm. i'm getting a bit uneasy you find something to do you start doing that thing or whatever the other month things just keep changing or staying this things can change things can stay the same it's up to you now to decide mm-hmm. do you still want to keep just doing the same thing over yeah. and the same thing could be you wake up you watch you know you can just literally change that routine and it's different mm-hmm. It's not, I woke up, I ate breakfast, mm. I slept, I woke up again, I ate lunch, I slept. It could be, <laughs> well, it's not advisable, but you wake up, mm. <laughs> you eat, you stay awake, and then sleep later, mm. or whatever. Like, I'm just going to simplify yeah, it. Yeah. But there's so many, um, choices look very different. And some choices are also necessary, mm. but difficult. I don't know. Like, some choices are difficult to make, but they're very necessary. And sometimes you don't, you don't see it and you doubt yourself forever. Do you know like the funny thing about that? Even <laughs> before you continue that exact part, yeah. life will take you in circles until you make that choice. It will never <laughs> go away. You will repeat that class over and, over and over until you make that choice. Interesting. I had to make, I didn't make, someone made a decision mm-hmm. <laughs> that for me, I was just like, ah, I would rather mm. things just go differently, but okay. Mm. Cool, I guess. You know, when it's not a one-person decision, when, like, more than one person is involved. Mm-hmm. And it was a really hard thing to get through. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just figure out how to move now with yeah. what's what's happening. But it's interesting you've said that because in hindsight, I'm like, true. If it didn't happen then, it was just going to happen. It was going to happen. Sooner or later. Probably even worse. We would even. <laughs> Do you know the thing I hate the most about the age bracket we're in right now? Uh, not people, but the stage mm-hmm. is that some emotions are just so heightened, and it's so stupid. It's it's not really stupid. They should be heightened, but still, like there's the people at this age and stage that like an end of a relationship can mess up even the work balance, can mess up your business ideas and structure and everything you had laid out, just because you're 20 and you're boyfriend has left you or your girlfriend has left you mm. or like something subtle of an emotional nature of the the personal side can really spill over into, into other, things. other things in a way mm. that i don't really see it happening with people who are older like you see people who go through divorces in life like they maintain mm. the ship that should be in the direction that the ship should be sailing because they have responsibilities they have children True. to take care of hospital bills to cover other things to do other things. but now we don't do that but i think the the danger in also doing that because i used to be a very practical person uh-huh. where it's like okay this has happened let's move on mm-hmm. and i'll never forget when my, ca- my cousin came to australia mm-hmm. and the first week i think it was like maybe she came like on monday on friday she lost her wallet mm-hmm. 
she had so much money because she hadn't opened an account. Mm. No, she had opened, but she hadn't deposited. Mm. I don't know, but it had her. It had her everything. Mm. And what happened is she left it on the train. Mm. So we got off, and she's like, "Daisy, I can't see." At that time, I didn't live too far from the train station. Mm. She's like, "I can't see my wallet." Blah, blah blah. And I was like, "It's fine. Let's just get home." It was late. It was maybe like 1 a.m. Mm. I was like, "Let's just get home," and then we check. Um, so we told the people at the train station before we left because mm. sometimes the driver will do like a mm. sweep, whatever. We're like if you find it, please just call us or whatever. Let's say we live like two minutes away. Mm. My cousin just took her bag and threw everything on the street, and I was just like, "Fam, what are you doing?" Mm. She's like, "I can't find my wallet." I'm like, so she's trying to look through mm. it in her bag. I'm like, it's just not there. Mm. Let's just go home. Mm. It's not gonna come back. <laughs> yeah. And you know, for that's not what she needed at that point. She needed someone to be like, yeah. yo, it's cool. I don't know, maybe more empathetic mm-hmm. as opposed to more factual mm-hmm. or whatever. Because as she's lost her wallet, like there's so much in it. She's emotional mm-hmm. right now. And I was just like so outside of those emotions. I'm like, that's just cool. Mm-hmm. But that's how I dealt with my situations. But you know what that does? It just those emotions, you refuse to acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they keep coming back. <laughs> and so when a similar situation happens, it just comes back differently. Mm. And it's just all these things. And I think it's because we've been taught, like, we shouldn't acknowledge negative emotions, quote, unquote. Mm. And I think that's wrong. So it's like, if you're sad, you know, when you were a kid, like, I will never forget this phrase, umefura kama mandazi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, let the kid be mad. Yeah. Because once you've acknowledged those emotions... They will go eventually. Mm-hmm. Move past them. And once I became an emotional person, <laughs> along with life, don't know how it happened, mm-hmm. but it did eventually. It was helpful for me to do that stuff, to be like, oh, I'm upset right now. So I need to be upset, deal with this upsetness, mm-hmm. and then move on. And me being upset doesn't mean I hate you. It just means you did something that upset me yeah. so badly. So you also need to know that you have done something that has hurt my feelings mm-hmm. and shit like that. So, and when you're talking about like, you know, the older you get and mm-hmm. all these things, it's similar, but it's just once for you've not been given this space <laughs> to you think about to think about that stuff. Especially mm-hmm. the situation you just described, like you're in a divorce. Like I can't even imagine mm-hmm. being in that situation. And like I remember when my parents got divorced, I was so young, I think it was like eleven or something. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't t- you know, for me it was just trivial. I'm like, mm-hmm. so you just get back together, simple. you know. You're like simple. <laughs> just come back, let's yeah. live in the same house Bus. or whatever. Uh, and then you grow up and you're like, that must have been so hard. Yeah. Like, you know, for, for these people. Mm-hmm. But it was also hard for me as a kid because and of course my parents have never been divorced before. Mm-hmm. So even them they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like and at that time I didn't know anyone whose parents were mm-hmm. divorced. So it's just once for even your parents, their friends are still married. Mm. And they're going to places and the kids are like, where's your dad? And you're like, mm. ha! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but anyway, you grow up and you get to deal with this stuff. And I guess you go for therapy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Like, that was not a thing then. Therapy. My mom was like, if I knew, I would have taken you guys. You know, these things that you learn also when you get older. And for them... It is when they got older. Because that time, it was like, what, therapist? Mm-hmm. Honey, you're crazy. As in, yeah. you know. And I guess with that, it's also making permanent choices based off temporary emotions. Ooh. Which is the biggest mistake that a lot of people are doing right now. Damn. Like, that's what I meant by that. It's like, guys, 
you're making permanent choices based on very temporary emotions and it swings both ways it can be just because you're happy and excited or super sad yeah. and devastated and then you make a move that's like like someone has really pissed you off or hurt you and you go on a crazy twitter rant or video or whatever that will always be there and you say some shit that will always they've left your mouth they've left your mouth they're never going to be so guys make a lot of and that's just on the milder side yeah there can be more serious things um associated with making permanent choices based off temporary emotions um, i've actually done that recently mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was more of a, of a good decision or whatever mm-hmm. but you know i was I, like i believed something and i just didn't want to see you know when you convince yourself some stuff and then mm-hmm. later you're like yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You know, as yeah. in stuff like that. But it's true. It's because of those emotions at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Literally, tomorrow is going to look like. And you've planned all these things for yourself. And that's something I'm actively practicing is trying to live a day at a time and just be in the present. Because the future, like, if you're planning for the future, when you get to the future, you, like, it's an ongoing thing. You never enjoy the present because you're constantly planning for mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. tomorrow it, mm-hmm. it just continues until, you know, yeah. probably die. <laughs> no, that's... And then you can say, live life. How, how when, how? where. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> that balance. That balance at the same time, yeah. That today, living for Yo, today, planning for tomorrow. Balance. But no one has it. But the funny thing is, like, even on that emotions and all that, we actually do know what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day. It's that it'll always fluctuate. Even what do if you mean? you're sad, we all know right now that in the future there'll be very happy days, and there'll be very sad days. There'll be days you'll fight with this person. There'll be days you won't fight with this person. There will be. We all know we will attend a burial if you're lucky mm-hmm. of close family members and friends. We all know you'll attend weddings. You like we all know the things that are gonna come up, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm super sad and devastated right now, if a part of my brain can remind me that soon enough I'll probably be smiling at something and be super excited at something, it might stop me from making this rash, permanent choice that I'm about to make. Okay, I see what you mean. There's yeah, there's situations that like you always just have to remind yourself that this bad thing has happened or this good thing has happened but let's not make moves based we can be happy together me and my girlfriend said let's get married now all right based Mm, off of that feeling that feeling that's in the moment but it's like nah chill think (laughs) bro that's a rash decision but i see what you mean yeah but actually, this is something so funny. But I had this boyfriend who we knew we were going to get married. Yeah. You see and, the you, and you had, your, and you, and you had the, the kids' names lined up. <laughs> we didn't yeah. choose kids' names. Okay. But it was, it was like, yeah, this could happen. And to be quite honest, at that point, I could see it. But we were not planning to get married mm-hmm. as in soon. Yeah. Sunspot. Yeah, we'll get mm-hmm. there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Look at me now. Yeah, people have so many ex-wives and ex-husbands right now. You don't hey. even know. <laughs> so people people are running books. out. People are running out of children names. You know you can't recycle. Because it reminds <laughs> you of CG Nani. Hey, but you know I was so sold to that G. Uh, You've given that example. I'm just like, <laughs> and anyway, now we laugh about it. <laughs> but you know, then <laughs> I was like, huh. But it's still good to do it. Pick kid names and and and. 
dream about your marriage you just don't run off and to the AG's office that thing is it doesn't seem permanent but it it's a permanent decision because even if you get divorced you are still married to that person yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is not changing you are still missing somebody missing yeah. someone at some point that's interesting i don't know if uh but at the same time we're never sure even whatever is i guess you get to that point i can't speak about marriage because obviously not experienced it yeah. <laughs> but just in uh, you know hypotheticals with your ex exactly uh, with that <laughs> ex and he, he's not even at here it's not even a relationship i can be like you know when this this happened mm. we got to this step or whatever but again we were just young and it was probably the best i had gotten up to that point yeah but low key it was actually not my idea yeah. so maybe that explains why i was even more to it Again, Probably. this is in the past. <laughs> past yeah, tense. I laugh about it right now. When was this? You know, I've never known of a Daisy boyfriend. It's true. Oh my god. Ever in ten years, I've <laughs> Let never me tell heard you something funny. Is very few friends. Like to be honest, mm-hmm. when we're talking about boyfriends, as in a permanent <laughs> figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is probably it but like i've yeah, never even heard of temporary there ones. was eh, hey no way i can tell you that another time but then yeah because they're in this name this night will be hey of air conversations hey, of air conversations <laughs> but some of you are trash because i know you listen to this podcast <laughs> you know, you know yourselves yeah i had my fair bit of like trash dudes really um but i've always been i've been a trash dude some low people key. oh yeah we knew that but i was your friend so <laughs> maybe that was a problem i was enabling you no, 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 no. You know the crazy thing about that is that I think my trash moments, at least I was always blatant about it. There's no one who will tell you I sold them dreams. <laughs> they knew what they were getting. Is that daisies in your catalog? <laughs> <laughs> There's no one who's being sold for dreams. It's like you knew every step what was going on. I've had a fair share of like, and when I say trash, I'm not just saying that for the sake of it. Like yeah. even them now, they're like, yeah, look back and you're like. But yeah. I've always been super low key about. I think it's not necessarily just relationships. I'm just mm. generally like there's some stuff that I do or people hear and they're like, "Hey." I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that or that yeah. happened or whatever. But also I've just never dated someone who's in a friend group of mine. Mm. In the sense that maybe you've seen that person before. So mm. if I tell you all these people you'd be like, "Who are these people?" Yeah. <laughs> you know. And I just yeah, I guess it just happens like that. It's not like I'm selective. I'm like Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But also yeah. the choices that I had. To be honest, I made really bad choices. Like I, th- I think about it, I'm like, wow. I don't know. I don't count anything that I was doing before I was the age of twenty. So. <laughs> hey, what do you do? Ex girlfriends. I don't have. How many people have actually uh, had that title in my life? Just one. The last. Oh yeah, one. true, 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 true. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm saying to as if. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But for me it's also past. only yeah, that one person. Yeah. And I guess by that point I was just like, oh, okay. This is maybe that's why I was sold to the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I was like, hey, this is silly. Yeah. Jokes. 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 <laughs> hey. I was joked at by but let me say, first of all, anyway, like around that age, that teenage teenage is when we were being played like crazy. Oh, let me not say we. I was being played. You know those ones where you've been made to believe you're the one. And then Una Shanga. Is it older guys? No, no. I don't think I've. The oldest guy I've ever dated was maybe dated. Mm. Was like two years older than me. 
Okay. Or three. Maybe ah, it was three. Then poke, then poke, Something like that. No, like, ah, it was just this one's for, eh, you guys have game. Because if you've made me believe I'm yeah. the only one, and I know that's what you're doing to that other chick, yeah. it's like, eh, you're almost clapping yeah. for someone, but you're like, this is trash behavior, okay? <laughs> I'll never forget. There's this guy I was seeing before into Australia. <laughs> Who was what? I was seeing at the time. Yeah. Anyway, I went to Australia. Like obviously, I was going to Australia. He was going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I say the location, people will figure out who it is. Oh, 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 connect uh, the dots. But anyway, and then I was. It was those days for Snapchat when I was still on Snapchat. Ah, yeah. And I saw at the happy six month anniversary or something. Some, it was something uh-huh. like that. With now this other cheek, and I was like, hey, <laughs> I even told him congratulations. Ah, you know when you open a text yeah. and you don't get a reply, you know. Yeah. And I was like, at least we'll put your message. Uh-huh. But you know, such things. Like, it was just, I didn't even know what you were doing. But again, it was good to go through that. Because mm-hmm. I have standards now. Mm-hmm. I do my due diligence right now. Because <laughs> um, this street, and the way I hear about Nairobi streets, you know, now I've not seen them But nah. I just hear about them. Nairobi streets are... It's hectic. Are not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> Yeah, I personally, I've looked, I've looked elsewhere. I'll tell you offline, off, off air. Hey, hey. Off okay, air. I feel like we should stop this conversation yeah, so we can go to the off air conversations. Okay, okay. Yeah, but thanks for yeah. coming. Wait, no, I came to you. Thanks Thank, for being thanks on, for on Wazi for and for hosting us in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Tokyo. Tokyo is our dog. Chilling. I keep calling saying Tokyo. I don't Tokyo is, a, is our live audience. Yeah, who's, who's asleep, very so much us. I don't know how bad it was. God, <laughs> I'm not interested in this conversation. Oh, man. What dreams is he having? Wow. That was a moment of us just trying to figure out what Tokyo's thinking. But yeah, thanks for coming. And um, yeah, you can follow him on... Tell them. Jay Mwendoa, which is currently temporarily disabled. Oh, really? I'm taking a break from... Insta? Ah, I'm about to do that just when I live here. Yeah, I'm using my... I have a brand new private account. I'll follow you for that. Yeah, I know, but that's where it's at, man. Yeah. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cool. Bye. Bye.